It's One Storytime, a podcast for kids of all ages who want to become investigators of God's Word, the one story of redemption in Jesus Christ. In each episode, we will learn an amazing Word of the Week, investigate a challenging question about God and His world, or to discover how to apply a Bible story to our lives. So let's get started. Here's our host, Dr. John Kwasny, but you can just call him Doc. It's so good to be with you again here at One Story Time. Have you ever seen something so amazing that you just stopped and stared at it with your mouth open wide, your jaw almost to the floor? Well, that happened to me when I went to the Grand Canyon for the first time as a 10-year-old boy. Have you ever been there? Well, I hadn't, but I'd seen pictures of the Grand Canyon in school before. So I actually wasn't that excited to see it in person. After all, it's just a big hole in the ground, right? What's the big deal? I remember getting out of the car with my parents and my sister. At first, all I saw were trees blocking my view. But then we walked closer and closer and closer. Then, wow, what a sight. I couldn't believe my eyes. The Grand Canyon was absolutely stunning. As we hiked around that big hole in the ground, I couldn't take my eyes off it. Everywhere I looked, it got more and more amazing. There are so many incredible things in God's creation, that's for sure. We should be absolutely amazed by them. As you can imagine, there were also things to be amazed at in Bible times. Things that made people just stop and stare. We're going to talk about a few of those things today as we learn a new Bible word. So here's our word of the week, theophany. Say that with me, theophany. Now, that's not a word we use much today, but it is such an important word. If you are a regular listener to One Story Time, you may already know what the small word theos means. It means God. So a theophany is a visible manifestation of God to a person or a group of people. And it is typically an extraordinary, amazing display where people are in awe and even frightened by it at times. Can you think of any theophanies in the Bible right off the top of your head? One that comes to my mind happened in Exodus 3, verses 1 to 6. Listen. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near, take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. 
that burning bush was a theophany, an appearance of God in a dramatic visual way. Since God is a spirit and does not have a body like we do, God uses theophanies to show his presence to his people. Moses was drawn to the flame of fire because it was very strange. Fire burns up things, but this bush was not being burned up. How strange is that, and what strange fire is this? It was no ordinary fire. It was God himself appearing to Moses to speak with him. Because of the theophany, the place where Moses stood was now holy ground. Why? Because God is holy. So what was Moses' reaction to this theophany? Did you hear it? He hid his face. He was afraid to look at God. This was the right response to God's presence. We are sinners who cannot stand before a holy God. But God graciously spoke to Moses and gave him a charge to be his deliverer. Do you think Moses ever forgot about this theophany? I don't think so. It was literally burned into his brain. Okay, let's look for another theophany in our Bibles. This one is from Exodus 19, and we read, Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. Here again, this theophany has fire in it. But this time, it's not just a burning bush. The whole mountain is on fire. It was wrapped in smoke like an oven, and the mountain even shook with earthquakes. If you were an Israelite standing at the bottom of that mountain, how would you have felt? Do you think it would have been no big deal? Or would you be amazed and even scared to death? This was quite an immense and powerful appearance of God. Now, sometimes theophanies were seen in visions or dreams. One of those happened to the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. Listen to it. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. Isaiah saw the Lord God sitting on a throne, and his robe was so immense that it filled an entire temple, and he was surrounded by amazing angelic creatures. Isaiah also responded in fear and awe. Theophanies showed people the holiness of God in such dramatic ways. Okay, we've skipped over a couple of other theophanies that you might remember. Do you remember when Jacob was returning home after being gone for so many years? He was so afraid of his brother Esau, the one he stole his birthright and blessing from, that he thought Esau would want to hurt him and his family. So this is what happened on a lonely night on that journey home from Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 to 30. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. 
When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. That was no man that Jacob wrestled. After asking for his name over and over again, Jacob finally realized that he was wrestling God himself. This theophany was so important because it changed Jacob's entire identity. He would return home to be Israel, God's chosen nation. Well, let's do another one. Back in Exodus again, God's people were wandering in the wilderness. How did they know where to go? Had God left them by themselves? Did he give them a map? Well, you tell me as you listen to these verses from Exodus 13, 20 to 22. And they moved on from Succoth and encamped at Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. God's people actually saw a theophany every day. God appeared in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Wouldn't that have been amazing to see? God showed his people that he was always with them through these theophanies. Well, as we learned in another podcast, we cannot see God because he is a spirit. So these theophanies help people in Bible times see God. These amazing and powerful visual displays showed them a holy God who was present with them. Now you know what a theophany is, right? But wait, there's a final theophany that we need to talk about. Who is that? Jesus Christ. Jesus is the greatest and best appearance of God to his people. Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus comes again, Revelation 1.7 says that every eye will see him. Revelation 22 says that God's people will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. But we must also know that Jesus Christ is very much different than all of those Old Testament theophanies we talked about today. All those theophanies were foreshadows that pointed to the coming of Jesus Christ. The coming of Jesus is the fulfillment of all those theophanies. Also and lastly, the Old Testament theophanies were temporary, while Jesus Christ is permanent. They were just signs for the coming of the Son of God in power and majesty. Thank you for investigating God's Word with us today. 
One Story Time is brought to you by One Story Ministries, provider of Christ-centered Bible curriculum for the church, home and school. You can discover more about our resources for children, youth and adults by visiting onestoryministries.org. Please share this podcast with your friends, family and church so you can talk about it together. Until next time, keep learning, loving and living out God's Word.